What's good, guys? Welcome to episode seven of the Through It All podcast. Uh, today we have two very special guests this time, um, and they are Cam and Justin Mayer. So, just to give a little background before we begin, Justin is currently in his third year of med school down in Houston, Texas, and is leaning towards urology after he finishes school in about nine or so months. And then Cam, on the other hand, just started working with Cisco as an associate project manager and eventually wants to become a senior project manager as he is now living in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I've always loved the way they carried themselves and the advice given to me throughout the years. As we all went to Capitol Valley High School, I was a freshman when Cam was a senior, and then I had watched all of Justin's games uh, growing up as he played just a few years before I got there. So they both have incredible stories to share, and I'm very excited uh, that this got set up. So... As always, appreciate you being here. This is the Through It All Podcast with host Connor Gleason. Alright, what's up guys? So I'm here with Justin and Cam Mayer and we're all in different time zones actually, but uh, appreciate you guys uh, hopping on the podcast. Dude, of course, man. Thanks so much for having us. You're the one on the West Coast. You had to wake up earlier than me and him, so <laughs> thank you, thank you for for doing that. Hey man, any any time, anything for you guys. Um, but that's funny because I want to start. Justin and I were just talking about this earlier. So the trader and quality that really stuck out to me when you guys were in high school and stuff, and I was watching Justin play, was how much you value each other and your family, as that love was super clear and very very cool to see. Like. Even when I was that young, it was noticeable for me. So could you just start off and tell me like who or, or what taught you the importance of valuing your family? Yeah, I mean, Cam, if that's cool, I guess I'll start it off. So it really goes back to my parents, to be honest. So long story short, I mean, they they immigrated over, right, from, from Iran. They came over with essentially nothing. You know, some of the stories that, you know, Cam and I would hear were just amazing like the things that they battled through to then fast forward to create a good life for us right and that I think from a young age is what gave like Cam and I this sense of like value what you have especially family right because for a long time it's really just been us four right you know? and then especially even if you narrow it down because Cam and I are so close in age it was really just us two wow like, you how many hours we've spent together just through everything from growing up, you know? So I think that really like brought our bond together early as just more, more than brothers, but also just as like best friends. That's really hard to explain to people sometimes uh-huh. not just how close we are. But I, I think that's where it starts from is having that sense of family that was rooted from a, like a young age of kind of we're all, it's us, you know, we're all we have. Right. Right. And, and what was a, like a, an example story that they'd tell you when you were growing up that kind of switched your perspective on, wow, they really battled through this. So gave you some light into, Hey, I can, I can do this. Right. My parents have done it before. Right. Cam, do you, do you want to go? I mean, off the top of my head, the exemplar story is just kind of the emphasis of both my mom, you know, growing up she would always tell us about how like close she was to her own mom mm-hmm. and when her mom you know like passed we, we saw kind of like the toll it took on her and how much it affected her so at that point just every single time we'd see other family and we'd see how much it means to them because they were so distanced like they're kind of forced to based on being in different countries and all that it like it definitely made that that impact on them you saw how special it was and just wasn't them you know, being forced to see each other. So that's why it felt like whenever me and Jay were just at home, you know, like staying in, it wasn't us like, oh, we're not going out. Like we're staying in. It was just what we wanted to do. It was just kind of like hanging out with your best friend at home. So I feel like it's just through example of how we saw our mom and dad just act around how grateful they were to be around their siblings and their parents and all that. Mm. I got you. And, and they're now in Texas. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 So 
on that timeline, it was around when, so I was going into my senior year at UCI. So this was 20, this was summer 2017. Okay. I was going into my senior year. Cam was starting his freshman year at UCI. Wow. And that's when they decided to make the move. So my dad went first to go kind of get settled. And then a few months later, uh, yeah, my mom went over there with him. So they're in Texas. Now I'm still in Texas in a different city. I'm in Houston. Right. In the Austin area. And now we got East Coast Cam over there. <laughs> yep. So so how was that year um, at UCI when you guys were both living together? So for, first time, just you two. And parents are gone. Uh, can you talk more about that experience? Yeah. So, I mean, for those listening as well, though, like that one year was like a transition year where our, our parents were in Texas and me and Jay were just commuting back and forth to UC Irvine, living in like a family friend's house. So that, that if that one year you're asking, right? Yes. Of how that was, that was just like a totally new experience. Me and Jay living on our own, and it was humbling in a lot of facets because at that point, you know, we were super grateful for our mom, you know, was cooking for us a lot growing up in high school. And then we were just trying to find any ways to kind of make our routine and what we wanted to make out of it work. So, you know, plug in stove, we were just like meal prepping for the week. Uh-huh. And at that point I was new to kind of just college in general. So he took me under his wing and we were both going to UCI show me where to walk on campus and all that. So we just had a lot of time to both of us kind of learn more about ourselves. And I was just in like a transition period in my life. Mm. Kind of felt like a fifth year of high school in that case, because still in South Orange County from going to high school um, at Capo and Mission Viejo. So just a lot of learning experiences. And looking back, like that's one of my favorite years of, of my life, honestly. And to build on what Cam said, to give a little bit of context, I guess. So Cam and I went to the same high school as Connor, albeit, you know, different, different classes, but we ran into each other a lot, especially through basketball. So UC Irvine, from where we grew up, went to high school is not that far. I mean, you know, with traffic, if you're leaving in rush hour, it can get up to an hour, but it's not, it's a drivable distance. So that was why I went there in the first place. Right. I mean, yeah, it was it was the one that made financial sense. You know, we didn't really, I didn't want to take out loans and we didn't really have the money for me to go off somewhere. So I commuted for my first three years and then going into senior year, you know, commuting as well. Cause that's just where we live. But when they left, it was too late for me to transfer and go somewhere near them in Texas. So I had to, I stayed and Cam had been accepted and decided to go there as well. Mm-hmm. So like he said, we, we rented a room and, man, in that year, we learned so much. I, I wish we had pictures that I could share on here. It was just uh-huh. a room in the bottom floor. It was the only room on the bottom floor of the house. It was the garage and then the room we lived in. So we threw two mattresses on the ground next to each other. We put a microwave like on the dresser and we had one of those plug-in stoves. There's a picture of me on the first day. I'm like hunched over making scrambled eggs <laughs> in my pajamas. And, but I swear as bare bones as it was, it was probably one of the most fun years of my life because me and him, it was like, just, we were straight up just a team that year. Wow. We would drive over to school, we'd go to class together, we'd park, he'd wait for me after class, we'd come home. It makes you realize like, I don't need a fancy place. I don't need any of those things. Like all we have is two mattresses on the ground, the microwave, the fridge and a plug-in stove. And mm-hmm. I was so happy, like that was all I needed. And it gave me some perspective, <laughs> much needed perspective. Bro, and at I one point, I like, we were looking forward to once the NBA final started, like the NBA playoffs in like April and May, like we would Reddit stream and plug in his laptop to the TV and uh-huh. eat like chicken and rice <laughs> on our beds, like watching the TV. And we were just in like pure bliss, like just laughing. And like, it sounds like so weird to like here almost but we were just looking forward to the small things because we knew like the timeline of what we were going through at that point wasn't gonna like last forever like I kind of knew you know med school or where I was going transferring next in the future so man just like looking back on that I feel like even at that time we were really taking it all in 
how'd you, how would you, how did you manage to realize that, Hey, this timeline is going to end. I'm not going to be living with Justin forever. Like, how did you manage those thoughts and kind of just stay, Hey, like this is a little moment, but I'm going to enjoy it for as long as I can. Um, I think the main thing was just based on the fact that it was his senior year at UCI, we both knew that our parents being in Texas, I wanted to go uh, to like transfer to a school in Texas to be closer to them. And just like, they'd been there for a year at that point. So I knew the next school I could get in-state tuition as well. So like, we kind of knew just like tangibly both of our paths were like transitioning in that time. Okay. And we knew it wasn't a, like a long-term, you know, move staying in that room as well. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like the mindset of like savoring it, not like taking it for granted. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like at some points it wasn't always like, we still had like to study and, you know, like a lot of like work to do at that point. So I'm not trying to like glamorize it in that sense of like every single day we yeah. were just like posted up, like laughing and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, but man, just, I just like knew I was lucky to have that year where me and him were lined up going to the same school. And also, yeah. For sure. I got you. Now, how was it like, cause for a lot of people, college is like a vacation and Hey, I'm going here. I'm partying. I'm going out all these weekends and that's cool. Cause that's what they want. Right. But how was that for you to just literally be commuting every day? Justin, this, you commuted for four years, right. To UCI yeah. cam your first year, you guys were just, in that one room waiting for each other picking up from class and absolutely just grinding electric stove on the floor like how was that (laughs) seeing other people like doing the normal college stuff basically i'm not gonna lie it was frustrating and i think cam knows this because i've (laughs) i've told him this a lot of times Mm -hmm. in when you go all the way back to you know when you're like a senior in high school and you see everyone's wearing the sweater of where they're going and then you slowly see your friends kind of go off to school and then you know it starts and granted social media is not usually a reality right fact, it's probably not a reality at all but you're like oh man everyone's having so much fun and i'm sitting in traffic for an hour i'm going back home like i don't have my own independence and i think i carry a little bit of like frustration and bitterness about that okay for while i was there but so it was difficult you know i think in hindsight i can look back and be like but man the things i learned Mm. like how i grew through doing that was incredible because not everyone even has the opportunity to go to school you know and i'm i was sitting there complaining about you know, going to school just because I had to, you know, to live it, live at home. Yeah. Which I, I didn't dislike, but I think naturally a lot of us, we imagine when we go off to school, it's, you know, you, you pack your suitcase in the back of the car and you head over to the dorm <laughs> or something like yeah. that. Um, but for us, it made financial sense at the time. And I got to spend time, Cam was in, playing for Capo at the time with you, you yeah. know, in the program so I got to go see games and I wouldn't have been able to see them win the CIF championship in basketball if I had been living in another state I wouldn't have been able to see all those games so the things that I got the time I got to spend in high school I can look back like wow I'm really glad I did what I did for those four years even though it was not easy and at the time I was a little frustrated by it Mm. wow that's 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 some deep stuff right there Justin that's real though. Um, but it's funny. You mentioned how it all worked out so you could watch cam play and they ended up making it to the CIF championship, winning that going on to state. So I know we're kind of jumping around, but we're going to go back a little bit. We're going to go to high school. Right. And both you guys have your respective journeys and we'll get into that. But for you, Justin, you started at SM and then transferred over to Capo and in high school, it's, that's a very hard time because a lot of, people that you knew growing up just this little bubble and you kind of had to leave one bubble go to the next in the middle of high school so you're switching friend groups and you know all juggling all this stuff so could you kind of talk about that transition and uh how you handled that process of making new friends and adjusting to the new environment yeah so to go back i had gone to the same school kindergarten to eighth grade and essentially everyone from that school goes to the same high school which is where i started so from kindergarten to 10th grade you're surrounded by the same people 
right? And there, I still talk to, you know, a good amount of those people to this day. I consider them friends for life. That's cool. What happens, it is a very hard change. I remember when you finally make that switch, and especially in that age, you know, I was, that's just such a vulnerable age in terms of you're figuring out just about you know, how you even deal with yourself, let alone adjusting to meeting all these new people and things like that. So it was hard. And I remember the thing that made me the most comfortable was that summer between when I transferred, I was, I was scared, even though you know, I probably didn't give it off. I was so scared. It's a totally new thing. And I remember starting off and you playing sports. It always ends up going back to basketball somehow. But I remember summer basketball camp. So that when you show up on day one, even if you don't have any best friends yet, you look around, you recognize a couple of guys you've been yeah. playing two, three months with now. And you're like, okay, I think I can do this. You know? yeah. Especially with neighborhood kids now that you've seen around, you just had never talked to. And it really helped. And I'm so thankful, man. Those two years I spent at Capitol, I talked to so many of those guys. I've been to weddings. I've been back to visit them. They Everyone's all across the country, the world. Just one of the, I'm so thankful for those two years that I got there as well. And it forced me to grow as a person, man. It was huge change, but change is what pushes you forward, right? Wow. For sure. I mean, Capo's some, uh, a program or school, I guess, that holds super, super special place in my heart. Absolutely love that place, the whole culture of it. Um, but what would you say, and then Cam, you can piggyback off of Justin too. What's the biggest thing that you took from playing basketball that you that still holds true to you today? I think it's the, the discipline, the falling in love with not just the end point, right? Like I think, and I think Cam will agree, we spent so many nights just shooting hoops late, you know, late night on a Friday, on a Saturday, enjoying the process of getting better. Like it was never using the motivation of, okay, well, we just got, we're this many days away from when the, the stands will be packed. Yeah. Right? And I, I think that applies to, you know, applied to college, applies to, you know, right. grad. If you're always chasing like the extrinsic motivation, I don't think a lot of times you're able to keep up with the day-to-day mm. but basketball really forces you to if you truly love it to fall in love with the sounds cliche but the grind or the day-to-day more so than just trying to check off the days until you get to the event or the game yes right? like i genuinely just love to just go and just shoot around uh-huh. and work on myself work on my game and I'm not saying I was the best. I, was, I wasn't, you know, setting the world on fire. But just though. for myself, it was felt so fulfilling. Yeah. And I think I take those lessons even today into school, into medicine, everything I do now. Mm, that's that's really cool to see how, how that uh, still is with you today. What about you, Cam? Yeah, and to piggyback on that, just like these really small things, because based on – being part of that like brotherhood of being on the team you don't just get like any opportunity to go i mean for the most part like with your friends like palm springs and just have that like one mission when you're there when you're not part of a team so these little small things like looking back on that you think about how much like you bond over that time and just like man small things i remember like me draper and you on like Friday, like Friday afternoons, we'd like <laughs> the shooting machine and like be shooting around. And like, yeah, once we got like the ox going, like we, <laughs> felt like we were in just like pure bliss in terms of like, yeah, here we were and stuff. So these really like small moments you realize it's just like how special they are. Like even like looking back today, I know it sounds corny, but like sometimes I just can't like stop smiling when I think about these like small moments that like make right. me laugh. So I think it's, it's like an understatement to think about how special it was because the end of the day as well like you know football you got like 70 guys on the roster you know there's a pretty small like cliques of sorts or like groups of sorts like on the team but just based on the number of guys on the team like it was like 11 or 12 of us you know my senior year like junior year for the most part a small group of guys so you get to know each other really better 
And there's something to be said about once you make a really deep connection with a few group of guys, like when you go to school, like you just, you feel so at home and comfortable and always having that like one older brother at home, just mm-hmm. being kind of like a small circle, I feel like it really benefited me just yeah. being part of that team. So man, like I'm super grateful for just like all, all the things, like not even like the big games that people talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Just small things. That's that's so cool. And and Cam is a CIF champion. So that's <laughs> that's the that's, ring. The ring, Cam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have worn. I think it's back home, like in Texas. <laughs> well, I have the I've seen the games. I went to all the playoff runs. And uh could you walk me through basically that senior year? Because you guys were a loaded team. I know we talked over the phone, you talked about playing time and, and all that stuff. So if you could just dive into that whole year, uh, that'd be great. For sure. So yeah, overall that year, just like I was part of a team with a group of super talented guys. Um, you know, I could just like name them all, but you know, you know, Dawson, Grayson, Nick Lebovich, Draper, I mean, so many guys like Arion, Mike. I, I almost want like a list off everyone because I don't want Ramsey to... too. Yeah, Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 seriously, so I was just. It felt special, like going to practice and being a guy that wasn't like I would work really hard, but wasn't as gifted as like a lot of these guys. So I'd be like guarding a guy like Dawson and stuff. It make it forced myself to kind of bring the best out of me and just try to level up as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So that was a special run in terms of just seeing how everyone stayed the course, you know, kind of blocking out the outside distractions and how much we grew from game one. And even like before that, going to like spring league and all those drives up to like Anaheim and the American Sports Center till that last game. Um, so I would say that was a special year because we were super tight knit. And I know, probably most teams are going to say they were tight knit, but there was something to be said about the connection everyone had. Right. Um, Even me back then, like looking back on it, um, I kind of like knew my role and I was super like glad to be in my role. At some point I would like walk. I, cause I remember I talked to you on the phone about this as well. Yeah. I'd walk away from the game and in my own head, you know, as like a high schooler, you're thinking like, oh, if I don't get in, I'm kind of like a failure or mm. something. So like my self-confidence would go down. But every time I like regain perspective, I would understand like how lucky I was to be a part of that team and that like every person's role kind of made the team go. So that's wow. kind of my whole thing on that that year. Wow. And how did you, how did you realize, like you said, when you change your perspective, but how did you even get to that point of changing perspective? Because I know a lot of people, that would, if they were in that moment, they'd quit or say, Hey, this, this really isn't for me. You know, I might go, I'm gonna go somewhere easier. Right. I'm gonna just not have to worry about basketball, but what was that trigger to kind of say, Hey, I'm here. I'm on a CIF championship team. Like, what did you tell yourself to get there? I mean, to be honest, it was a process in terms of, you know, like you kind of like fall in and out of that, like mentality of like, you need some like reminders in terms of like talking to Jay and just like going back to practice and understanding, like, like I'm t- I'm like tight friends with these guys. Like I want the best for this team so much that I'm not gonna let sometimes like my own mentality because it wasn't like one of those things where like oh I think I'm better I should be playing. Mm-hmm. It's someone that's always was just so kind of like motivated and hardworking at that time. I would associate certain end goals or results in terms of like my value at times. So it wasn't like one of those things, but like, oh, I want to quit because I'm not playing. It was, am I adding any value if I'm on the bench? And looking back, I can definitely say that there's a lot of value that you can add. For even sure. if you're not like one of the guys on the team as well. So I think coming down to like, I mean, it was all love, like go back to practice and we're just like such tight knit friends. Like how could you, pretty much like betray or like take away from what, how much good is going on on the team by being wow. selfish like that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel on that. That's an incredible perspective, Cam. Um, 
I, I, I remember one time we were at practice and I, I'd go to practice with you guys. I, that was my freshman year. Yeah. So there was one time I said, Cam, what do you think uh, is the biggest, biggest thing? And I don't know why, but it always it stuck with me. I think someone was getting flustered. You were guarding him because your work rate was just insane. <laughs> right. And you were like, you were like, don't care about the opinions of others or hurting each like hurting their feelings just because they're teammates like you just do you you go out and you work hard and if they want to get upset about that that's their problem because someone was getting mad that you were just like being a pest basically so I know that's a little off topic but I figured I had to oh, throw that sure. in there and I and I think that that was probably an internal conflict that I dealt with as well because you know at the end of the day I still catch myself feeling this way like internally I am a people pleaser because I always love to make other people happy like other people like laugh and and that kind of thing so there's just certain things at that time like of playing your role and just being like annoying is is heck on on defense that I would just have to kind of like ingrain in my own head like no this is kind of I guess making everyone better so um those those kind of things I would I want to make sure that if if I'm talking to you like you I'm letting you know Mm -hmm. the benefit that can come out of just being in your own zone like you're not thinking about these external like am I like best friends with everyone in this certain moment of time so that's deep man I I mean I'm this has been a great great podcast man I just love talking to you guys uh always brightens the day um, but we're gonna, so I'm, I've been jumping around a little bit. We're gonna fast forward, I guess, to when you guys went your own separate ways. So Justin, you're in Houston at this point, I believe, and Cam's living in College Station, right down in Texas. Um, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina right now, but in college, I was in College Station. College, okay, okay. My bad. I should have should have clarified that. But oh, you're all good. you told you told me that you would literally be walking in the rain with water up to your ankles just debating kind of living alone and question like hey why am I not fulfilled this is what I always wanted to be so why can't I be happy so could you tell me what those back and forth conversations were like in your head and then what advice did Justin give to you during that time and Justin feel free to speak whenever for sure so after that one year where me and Jay were going to UC Irvine together, I transferred to Texas A&M. So about two hours where my parents were living in Texas, which is a little north of Austin. And that was the first year where I was living alone. And the first year of my life I had like ever lived apart from Justin. So pretty much at that point to my life, like at home, like if I needed help with like homework or just advice, I would have someone like present with me that I can just like talk to. So there was just a lot of changes going on at that moment. It wasn't necessarily like specific to where I was in Texas. It could have been in, if I went to Northern California or just anywhere in the world, it was just so much changes. And I've been living in my own like comfort zone back home, even though I was like super grateful for how everything was, Mm -hmm. there was a, a comfort of, you know, your mom's like cooking dinner in high school and like you have your brother right by your side. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure Jay can uh, talk about this, but that East Texas rain, like I didn't have a car and I was walking to the bus all of a sudden, like August, January, doesn't matter. Like the whole, like the whole ground would be like flooded. I just walk into class all the time, like drenched. And I was living in a two by two apartment that was vacant and I didn't know anyone in Texas at that time. Um, so I was just like kind of a lot of alone time and there's a lot of humbling experiences mm, that's uh, on putting yourself out there and all that. So I learned so much in that year. And he's not mentioning, he didn't have a car at the time too. And that's a big campus, man. I've, I've been on that campus before. It's a long walk. And sometimes when the buses aren't running, he would walk in and he would call me on the phone and <laughs> and, you know, the one time he's talking about, especially when it rained really hard, he was coming back at night. You know, those were, I mean, we, had a, we had a long phone call. And I remember it was one of those things where he, I, in, hi, in hindsight, I think he'll, he'll agree too. 
it almost ended up being a positive, right? Because it forces you to reevaluate what you're doing, you know, because in the moment, you're like, man, this sucks, right? Because you're just looking at, I'm wet from the rain. I just walked. Why am I here? Everything sucks. I hate it. I hate it. And then, and this is something that Cam's told reminds me of as well when I'm on the other side of it is think about like a year ago, two years before that, three years before that, if you told that you, mm. this is where you are now, you'd be like, heck yeah, I'll take that. That sounds incredible. Like that's what I'm worked. That means I accomplished what I want. And it right. gives you the perspective to hopefully say, all right, today wasn't my day. Let What's it going to take to make it my week? Right. Or like, how can I be more actively thankful for, for what we have? And because it led, I just those little moments, I think, that that one rainy day led to cam you know a few steps down the line meeting some of his best friends and having some of the best memories ever you know yeah because at that point i've been working at the barnes and nobles bookstore <laughs> on AM's campus and it was like a 20 it was probably more probably like a 35 minute walk to my apartment wow like my shift got off at uh 10 and the bus routes like on like a campus stop running at like 6 p.m. after the last lecture. And all of a sudden, it was like January, it started raining so much and the umbrella with all the wind got blown away and ripped apart. So like at that point, I think my laptop and my backpack had was getting drenched. So I put like my shirt over it. Uh-huh. And I was like talking to Jay on the phone and I was getting frustrated because the connection was going out. So at that point I disconnected and it was one of those like, breakthrough moments for me in terms of like yeah it's tough right now but this is such a small like thing relative to it wow i mean like you're walking back from just like a you know like a student shift at the bookstore like are you just gonna kind of like fold uh-huh. are you gonna like play the cards you were dealt and just fold or are you gonna find a way to, to navigate from that at that point i wasn't involved with anything on campus and i realized that i like needed to be so I made a bunch of like, you know, small changes to my lifestyle back then Yeah. You know, to kind of get out there and put myself out there. So that one night in terms of like that one rainy phone call, though, um, Jay made a huge impact and the advice can't understate how much it meant. Mm, that's uh, that's incredible. You guys are you guys are special, man. Um, so, Justin, you. I want to, because just for those of you who don't know, Justin worked with the basketball team at UCI for two years, right? Freshman and sophomore year. Two years, yeah. And that was when, that was when they were made the tournament, right? A couple couple years. Yeah, my freshman year, we made the first uh, the school's first NCAA tournament in history. I probably have the ring somewhere back home too, but and then we played played Louisville and. This was the Louisville team. It was like Terry Rozier and um, Steva. Montrez Harrell. Yeah. I think we lost. I think it was like 57-55, lost by two. It was, yeah, that was my freshman year. That's insane. Yeah. And and you guys had Mamadou too. That was <laughs> Mamadou at the time. But you, le- you left the, the team after your sophomore year, right, to focus on school. Right. So how was that? Once again, another transition, not from – SM to Capo, but this time it's from basketball to no basketball. How was that after being on a team essentially your whole life? Right. Yeah. So from, I remember when I decided like, Hey, okay, I'm going to go to UC Irvine. I'm Mm going to stay close. How do I get involved, you know, and stay kind of throw myself into school? Cause it's very easy to just drive there, go to class, come back. I wanted to get involved. So I remember I reached out, um, Back when I was still, it was like June, I think, uh, ending high school that month and then college would start three months later, about reached out about being a manager. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, I ended up working for the team and I did a ton. You know, I, I looking back now, we helped you know, run practice, do you know, the things like organize equipment, take equipment on the road trips, you know, the laundry. Heck, I'd even get thrown into practice occasionally, run open gym with the guys, um, help break down film, you know, all these things that that was, which was incredible. You know, you run, help run summer camps. So super cool experience. 
it was a big time commitment right now I was balancing school at the time too and uh but it had gotten to the point where I remember because I, I came in as a bio major I was like yeah I think I want to go to med school I don't know if I knew how much work it would entail I don't know if I was I was instead of doing a couple things well I had just spread myself too thin okay made the call to step away after my sophomore year and it's a big change right because know when you're involved in anything for a long period of time and for us three it was it was basketball i mean connor you're you know you're still involved in it yeah um it also you're like what do i do now that's almost like part of who you are Mm. yes you're known as you fill your time with basketball you're known as the guy who plays basketball and then i i was like all right well what do i do now so i took a job the first month after in the maintenance and facilities department at the local gym, the lifetime on in Laguna Niguel. Okay. So now I, I would go to class. I'd go to class till like fourth and I'd drive over and I'd work, you know, like two to 10 or four to 10. Wow. Um, at lifetime, which was good. It helped me save up some money. It still was around, you know, fitness granted. Um, not really in the hands-on sense, but you know, it, it kind of helped me segue into life after, you know, being all about sports, which I think was really, really helpful Mm -hmm. and helped me towards this transition to finish school and move on to whatever the next chapter was going to be, which was unknown at the time. Right. But it was something I had to do. I Mm. think. No, I got you. That's, that's uh that's super cool but that's that's a grind though man classes in the morning and then work from like two to ten yeah that's that's ridiculous i well i remember you know it felt like i had more free time because with basketball the hours you know are crazy i remember there was one day in particular it was finals week my sophomore year we had a game at university of i want to say north dakota i could be Mm -hmm. mixing up the school we went to so we went to North Dakota, or I, I, it was finals week. So I took a final on Monday, walked over to the arena. We flew to uh, Fargo, North Dakota, and drove to Grand Forks, mm-hmm. played them, came back, showed up. I want to say it was like Thursday night, Friday morning, literally head back, take another final, right? You know, like I was trying to tell us, there was nights I would sleep in our equipment room, which was on the oh, trainer yeah. table. Yeah. And you, I don't know if y'all have seen the, you know, the, the hallways underneath the arena, you know, the, they have these flat trainers tables where the guys get taped up for the games. I'd roll up the towels we'd use for practice and I'd use it as a pillow and I'd use the other towels as a blanket Jeez. and I would leave my lunch for the next day in our fridge, wake up, you know, go to class, come back to practice. It was a lot. Um, and my grades suffered as a result, you know, I mean, I had considered myself an okay student and I was getting C's, C minuses. Heck, I even got a D in a class. And that was like, whoa. Yeah. You're you're either spreading yourself too thin. You're either not giving an appropriate effort or you really need to reevaluate where you're putting your energy because you only have so much energy to fill up these different cups of life. And, but I, you know, sometimes when you go through that struggle, it makes you reevaluate and figure out, all right, well, where do I want to put my energy? What are my priorities right now? Mm. Wow. That's incredible. That's uh, such a cool story to have. I'm sure it was very difficult during the time, but looking back on it, it's like, man, I really did that. Amazing experiences, man. I mean, to be around to firsthand and see those two teams, I love some of the, I still talk to some of those guys to these day, mm-hmm. you know, I watched their games. I got to play, you know, I got to play open gym with NBA guys. You know, I, you know, you get to meet so many cool people. I remember we played, I went and play open gym once and Tony Gonzalez is sitting there. Okay. And he, he I didn't say I'm sitting there too. I'm sweaty play granted. I was just trying to, you know, not get exposed <laughs> on the court. And he reaches out, nicest guy. He reached out like, Hey, I'm Tony. I was like, inside like i know who you are <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah um clippers had training camp there so we got to meet the clemmer you know dapping up chris paul and blake griffin too and those are those that's are things, so oh, I can say, incredible experiences same thing blake griffin's like yo what's up i'm blake 
<laughs> dog, I know who you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one that should be introducing myself. No, that's awesome. Wow. That's, that's crazy. But um, Cam, this is the, the last one before we get into the through it all three. This is kind of for you two. So just pop in whenever. Um, somewhere along the way, just struck a bell with me when you texted me that you're always somewhere along the way. Um, can you describe what that little motto or phrase means to you? And then Justin, feel free anytime. For sure. So right after one of your the episodes, you you asked the question of, you know, um, you know, if you were if you saw your 18-year-old self, like your high school senior self mm. playing basketball in the rain, like what would you go up and say to him? Mm. And at that point, like I don't know why that like hit home with me so much. I'm like, I got to text Connor. So <laughs> I hit you up after it. And like, we were kind of like talking back and forth. And then you asked me like, what would you say to yourself? And it made me think about just growing up. I was very goal oriented, but kind of like you, you said in some episodes of like the double, both sides of the sword, mm -hmm. it's good to be goal oriented because you're constantly working hard. You have your sights set on bigger things, right? The downside or the other edge of the sword is that you become so results oriented that you think that your life is pretty much a result of like checking these big boxes, like these big events in your life. Like uh, the day I get into like my dream school, okay. the day like I, you know, like I go out with this certain girl, right? Uh, I hit this big shot in front of like a packed gym. Mm -hmm. And I realized that even though it's good to look forward to like certain big events and that was kind of like a downfall in some sense like like a big picture um kind of like a downside for me going through high school and kind of even like college as well growing up because it would be hard for me to kind of keep perspective of where I was and I would think if it wasn't like a graduation day or the day I'm finally done with the semester mm -hmm. uh, then I was kind of in this like gray just going through the motions kind of day. And I realized that so much of what I enjoy in terms of me, like taking my time with the workout, waking up early, putting on like a podcast and like cooking breakfast in my own time mm -hmm. is really like the things that keep me going throughout life and like put a smile on my face. Wow. And I'm constantly listening to like just different interviews and podcasts and what really hit me is when someone said most of your life is just being somewhere along the way or throughout that path. Mm -hmm. And I think that really resonated with me because throughout high school, um, I always like wanted to get into like, a certain school Vanderbilt. And right. I was thinking to myself, like sitting at my desk and like sophomore, junior year, like, honestly, none of everything going on matters. When I get into Vanderbilt, uh. it, like nothing at this point, these kind of like internal struggles I'm going through will matter. Cause like when I get into there, I'll have made it. But in reality, once you get into that next chapter, mm. these whole set of next step things, all of a sudden start popping into your brain. Like I'm sure Jay can talk about it as well. He mm. always wanted to get into med school. All of a sudden he gets into med school. Everyone in like his class is talking about that next like big step exam. Yeah. So all of a sudden your brain, you're, you're at that stage that you always wanted to be in life, but then like, you're kind of like stressed about something else. Yeah. So what I meant about somewhere along the way is you have to just find the beauty in a morning where you're having peanut butter on a bagel, mm. because that's something that just like is so therapeutic for you because the only thing, you know, better than like you know a peanut butter on a bagel breakfast in that case is like a peanut butter on a bagel breakfast with like no not worrying about uh -huh. something if you get what i'm saying i don't know where i was going with that one <laughs> no i got you but that's my and, whole thing about that and cam i remember <laughs> we both listened to the podcast and cam called me right after and we, we talked about it because it stood out to me too and Cam reminds me of this and hearing that reminded me of this. So 
it goes back to it's the same concept of a lot of times we look at things in terms of all right once i get to this and we set mm. something like everything's gonna be okay it's very easy uh you know for, for the people that don't know so like right now i'm in my third year of medical school and it's very easy to turn it into i just need to get to this right right after your second year you take this big standardized test they hype it up and it, you know it's a it's a tough test and everyone basically pushes life aside and just focuses on this and then you go rotations and it goes on and on and on but then you ask yourself and sometimes you have to do this through trial and error like you look back after you have literally sacrificed everything to just finish one of these steps and you say but once i finished it i started thinking of things that were next on the checklist mm. right so yeah. you take the back you say all right if it's if there's always going to be something next that our minds are going to figure out okay well now you're chasing these things now you're chasing these things but you need to stop and enjoy the moment right yeah. i'd say to my friends in, in kind of a joking way but i'd say this to cam seriously in terms of i find so much more enjoyment in what i do now when i remind myself that where i am now is what i always dreamed of mm. i don't just mean that in terms of getting into school I just mean that in terms of when I like walk over to the gym from my apartment or I just drive and I see like the city skyline on the way to the hospital. You're like, right. man, if you told 19 year old Justin, who was a college kid, right? I remember as a college sophomore, I went into a Starbucks by campus and I saw a kid from the uh, from UCI's med school sitting there with the med school standardized test mm -hmm. review book. And I distinctly remember, I could see it now. I was like, man, that kid is so lucky, right? Like he gets to, he gets to be there. Mm -hmm. And then, and I can look back. And when I was studying for that exact same test, fast forward four years, I was so stressed. Can't remember. I was a mess. And then I remember he would remind me, he said, don't forget that right now the, the opportunity to do this is incredible. Mm. And I take that with me now. I take that with me and yeah, sometimes we got to wake up early and do all these, all these different things. But I still, I still get like giddy when I get to drive into the med center and think I get to do this. Right. Wow. Yes. You know, where I, I, Cam was probably, I think the first person to like tell me to quote itself. It's like where you are now is what you always dreamed of. Mm. And it pop back. All these things come back of times you can remember when you achieved a thing that pre previous you only would have been bouncing off the walls with happiness about, mm. you know, and that perspective really, really helps me find more joy in what I do and just kind of how I live life. Wow. That's, that's a incredible perspective from, from both you guys. Um, I, I, I definitely can relate to that because for me, it was like, Growing up, all I did was play basketball, especially from, I think it was seventh grade. I would just, I was at the rec center. I think I saw you at the rec center a couple of times too, Justin, Montanoso. Yeah, I'd, I'd literally be out there two or three hours a day, just going, visualizing myself playing at Capo or getting that offer or playing college basketball. So that's what I woke up and I'm like, okay, where's my next workout coming from? Um, but what, but what you guys were talking about, I felt the same thing. So I feel like I'm climbing this mountain, right? Trying to go to the top and the top is college basketball. And you get to that top. I get to that goal. I'm playing college basketball, but then you look out and I don't know if you know what my podcast cover looks like on the top of your head, but it's like this guy looking out and it sees all these different mountains, right? So that's kind of how I felt. Once getting to college basketball, I thought everything was going to be sweet once I got there. But now I get there and I look out and it's the same obstacles just amplified. So it truly fits into what you just said in terms of just enjoying the process. And you're always going to be somewhere along the way. So I just figured I had to throw that out there because it connected. No, I mean, I'm sure, I, I, you know, I guess I could like pose it back to you. I'm sure there were moments, maybe you finally like run out on game one when you used to think I would just, I just want to make, you know, get that offer. Now you're like, now I want to play or now yes, I want to drop yes. 20. 
Now yeah. I want to be the starter. Now I want to be Ollie. We, we, we do that. You know, we set yeah. these things and it can, if we don't have the, if we don't like, you know, keep it organized. Sometimes it's easy to forget. I mean, man, Connor, I think if I told him when we were shooting back at like Montanosa or anything, I was like, Connor, you're going to get off. Concordia's going to be like, bro, we want you to come. You would have been like, dude, let's go. <laughs> you know? I think, I think. Right, right, right. No, I remember that. I think you were shooting. It was my dad and I. It's funny. I, I, it's crazy how I remember this, but my dad and I were shooting on the far basket. He'll remember this because he's got a great memory. And then I think it was you and John Marinuzzi, honestly. Does that sound somewhat correct? Yeah, bro, it, was it was wait, was it both of us? Or you're saying it was one or the other? Yeah, it was both of you guys. You were shooting. Okay, no, that sounds about right. That's about the timeline when me and him were shooting a bunch over there. Yeah, and then I just remember I had my cone. I was just doing my drills, and then you guys were saying you just always just Justin being Justin, saying, "Hey, man, keep up the great work. Like I see you putting in the time. Just keep going." So, I, and you did, bro, man. I'm telling you, I we were talking before this about it's been a while since we've seen each other, but I feel right. like seeing you a ton because we followed that senior season. So Cam and I so closely mm. every morning, we hours ahead. So we, we'd send them updates the next morning. I was like, bro, Connor hit a half court <laughs> for the win. Or the three quarter court. I was like, three quarter court, bro, the league outright champs, like, all these things, bro. <laughs> Every game we were on top of it. I was. They would talk on the phone like you were our third brother. No, like, you like, oh, I, I still have that. I, I still. I told Cam. I was telling Connor. I don't save that many things on Instagram, but I still have the uh, the left-handed floater versus Tribuco for the dub. Court. <laughs> um, I will say that one thing that like kind of like sparked the connection of like of like that friendship between me and you is you were just like so golden hearted from the get go in terms of when I first knew you, like for anyone listening, I need you to like keep it in perspective. Like you would get dropped off because you were, you weren't driving back your freshman year of high school, like Friday afternoon after school. And then like, you'd be shooting with me and Draper on that shooting machine. Yeah. And like the whole time you had the most like positive attitude. You were just like, even though there was like a, uh, like an age difference in terms of, I think I was going into my senior year, you yeah. freshman at that time. Yeah. It didn't feel like that at all, but just, just because like your attitude just made, made me want like everyone want to be around you as well. So I'm always forever grateful. Um, just like those like small moments of us shooting together because you like sacrificed a lot in that sense, because you're like fresh out of like into high school and stuff, right. but you were just, putting in the work you were like humble about it as well um just like super mature like like ahead of your time so every single time I talk to like Jay like I always like think you like come up just like a lot but I'm just so impressed and and Connor I I, Connor, I don't want to completely ruin whatever you know you had planned to talk about but one last yeah. thing and I think this applies it taught me a lot too whether I don't think I'd ever told you this but you would come up to both me and Cam and you would ask us, you know, you had a genuine curiosity. And I think that's something that is a super helpful lesson just to know that you can learn something from anyone. Yeah. I tell Cam, I learn a lot from him, even though, you know, he's younger than me. I try to learn any, everything I can from everyone has something you can. Right. I mean, you would come up and, you know, you would ask about different tips about adjusting to the game or workout questions or just, about life right and that was a good reminder to me and like man that genuine cure like curiousness to see what can i take from other people who have either been there about what to do or what not to do mm -hmm. was was really inspiring so i try to i try to keep that with me just through school sports work life everything mm. to now because you really can you can really pull something useful that helps you grow from from everybody and you always did a great job of doing that i think that's one of the reasons why you've accomplished the amazing things you have to date mm, well i i mean first off guys that just hearing that from you means means the most i can't express how i feel right now i was trying to hold back some tears here and there. <laughs> my parents might uh dude <laughs> i hear that and shed a couple of tears but appreciate you guys as always seriously you guys have been incredible mentors to me throughout my time at Capo. And just like Cam was saying earlier, I just remember shooting on those Friday nights, just 
be there from whatever school started from 755 and then shoot with cam and draper music going that was great and then justin same with you man like my first capital game was like third or fourth grade and i just remember walking watching you matter of fact i saw you i told you this the, the other day like i saw you at uci because we took a field trip yeah. for for avid and i'm right by the food court we just eat i'm walking right in my avid t-shirt and i see this guy i'm like yo dustin right i saw you playing and he's at uci right now and uh i'm like yo you lit it up that one game and had like seven threes or something like that and he was like i don't know if i had seven but it was, it was, it was funny man those are those were I felt big time after that bro i think that's the only time i've been <laughs> recognized for <laughs> i think i was on cloud nine i think i walked i think i probably just walked campus like five times to burn off that that's that's hilarious guys well i think uh now it's time for the through it all three so finish it with three questions um uh, whoever wants to go first can go first but we'll go favorite superhero joe you can go first on this (laughs) oh my goodness favorite superhero bro dc or marvel doesn't matter all right i'm gonna go Bro, I think I got kind of mainstream answer, bro. I gotta go with Batman, man. I could still, I could still put on. Like, I have even when I have a ton to do, uh-huh. bro. Put on the Dark Knight for me, and I'm sitting down watching it front to back. Okay. I don't even yeah. know if I have a good reason for. It. I think it's just that that movie, man. It hits. Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie, especially the one with the Joker. I don't know. Is that the Dark Knight Rising? Is that the same one? Um, I think that was just the yeah. No, that was the O the O. I don't know if it counts as the OG, the one where you had Heath Ledger. The yes. Dude, that one. I, I Heck, I might sit and watch that one now. <laughs> that, was a, that was a movie. Shoot. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Spider-Man because okay. the thing about his demeanor, okay, so I'm not like too, like, I haven't like seen like all of them to know this for sure, but isn't he, he's pretty quiet, right? Yes. Like, pretty like stealth and like how he moves uh-huh. there's something like i appreciate in terms of just like that man is in his bag <laughs> silent confidence about him uh-huh. and i'm not like too much of a quiet person but there's like some like things i admire about these people that are just i don't know like they're like a walk-in bucket but they just yeah have that have that demeanor about them so i'm gonna go with him i'm gonna I get see- roasted i'm gonna get roasted by my friends who are big dc and marvel <laughs> yeah i'm not <laughs> For giving a subpar answer, I already know it. I can already do it now. That's that's funny. Both great answers, by the way. Um, we're now this next one is the first ever true or false question. I kind of on the spot last night. So true or false? Johnny Menzel is the goat. <laughs> that's big facts. That's got to be true. Okay, we got one truth to that. Uh, Justin. <laughs> Johnny football, you're talking to two massive Texas A&M fans, uh-huh. the absolute goat. <laughs> okay. Manziel, bro. One thing I want to add in is for anyone that like, just like knows about Johnny, but like hasn't been to college station, like Connor, like he can do no wrong in college station. Like to this day, like in the year, like 2021, people uh-huh. are still repping Johnny gear on campus. Like it's 2012. And People are like, okay, it's just another good football player. Yeah, it was kind of a head case off the field. Dude, this man was the first of, like, it's kind for AM. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Auburn before Cam had, had Bo. Florida before Tebow had Emmett. But that's why he's so special. And that's why, like, I rep him so much. Because he is, like, A&M. He's, like, the definition of A&M. Like, he's all we have pretty much as that guy. So, mm-hmm. That's kind of an explanation behind the Johnny Love. <laughs> okay, that's fair. No, that's that's fair. Give uh, all the guys who are not from College Station a perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Now the last and final one, uh, one I always like to finish with. It, what it, what advice would you give yourself, uh, your younger self, at your lowest? All right. I guess I'll start. I think the biggest thing I would say is that what you learn about yourself at your lowest you're gonna look back one day and, and just be so proud of yourself right it's mm. and i mean because 
there was there's quite a few low points right right but what you almost can pull away from those versus the feeling of the highs of things you accomplish mm-hmm. are gonna truly make you the person you are i mean the night i remember to give a specific example of probably who i'd be talking to the most recent i remember just the first month of school here in houston it was a hard adjustment i remember i sat one day in my car and i was just like on the verge of tears heck i probably i think i did cry and i just somehow kept going and you look back now and you wish you could tell that person or tell you know high school justin or college justin who went through some absolute you know ups and downs listen just as cliche as it can sound keep in mind that there's a quote somewhere it's your struggles will play the biggest part in determining your purpose mm, wow you know? like- um, i can't remember who said that but i would tell i said those struggles are going to define what drives you mm. in the future whatever that may be right because the struggles that you had in basketball may not, you, you may not end up playing basketball later. Or you may not yeah. end up, whatever you were struggling about may not be applicable later in life, but the feeling of how you bounce back from it is going to morph and form the man you become, the person you become, the husband, brother, you know, friend, coworker, classmate, any, everything that you become right. gets shaped by these moments of how you respond to that adversity. And I have that written on a whiteboard in my wall. It's like, rem- keep in- remember that your struggle def- is like, will define your purpose. Mm. Love that. Love that, Justin. That's incredible. Cam? Yeah, so I would say one thing that sticks out to me and to this day, like once in a while, I still like mutter in my own head is the phrase, it just like impacts me a lot is like keep going because you know how there's that quote where they say like if something won't impact you like five years down the line don't give it more than five minutes of your thought of like you stress i think that was for me because at certain points when you're in the trenches which is a relative term because you know there's a lot of places where you're just like down in the trenches and you didn't really make that decision like am i gonna am I going to gather myself to keep going or not? Mm -hmm. That's when you look back and you learn on the most. It's easier said than done for sure. But there's so it, it's not every day where you have the the fresh cut, like you're wearing, like just fresh out of the shower, you're feeling fresh and you're going out meeting up with some friends. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that appearance of like, it's grimy, like out there relative to like whatever you want. So you just like fail, failed this test. You're mentally conflicted in, in so many ways. You think you're not good enough. Uh-huh. I would just tell myself back then that you need to have the mindset of keep going and play the cards that you were dealt or fold. Mm. Because so many times during that, I was just like, I'm, pre- I'm doing the equivalent of like waving the white towel by just like sitting back and assuming that someone's going to come and help me like, no, no one is coming to save you. Mm. Like as hard as that is to hear, even though I have, I had Justin in my life and super grateful to have that advice. Even when you have that mentor, I wish I had told myself like at the end of the day, it sounds kind of cutthroat, but no one is coming to save you because someone can give you the greatest advice. There were sometimes Jay would give me the greatest advice. I would go right back into my room, lay my head down on the pillow and be back in the trenches mentally. Mm. So I would just say, you got to keep perspective that if you keep going, you're going to find a way out. And not every day is like going to be like easy about that, but enjoy those little things. And yeah, that's what I would say, honestly. Incredible. Incredible. You guys just killed this podcast. Seriously. Appreciate you, my guy. Hey, this is, I don't know about Kent. This is my first one. So hopefully (laughs) I appreciate you having me on. I can finally say I've been on the pod. It's an honor, man. When you, when you asked us, I was like 
genuinely deep down like mm. honored bro because we've been listening and you've been doing amazing work with it um, uh, yeah i can't overstate that yeah we'll just you know give a little piece of our stories on the platform that you have is incredible bro thank you guys i mean like i said earlier just incredible mentors for me you know i know what your guys's moral compass looks like and i just if i can just get a piece of that and learn from you guys and how you establish that i mean it's just incredible so thank you for everything and uh this has been one hell of an episode Thank you. Can't wait to see you in Texas or North Carolina or heck. Sure. Appreciate it more than you know. And you don't even need to be like, yo, I'm coming out here. Just show up. <laughs> show up. got a place. We'll show you all over. Texas, Carolina, doesn't matter. Like, you're seriously a brother to us. Like, genuinely, you always come up in our conversations. Like, like you being golden hearted, like, means more than you know. I swear.